1: Hello, welcome here to another edition of Husker Chat Live. John Callahan with huskeronline.com. As uh, another day away, uh, it's Thursday, spring game on Saturday. And as always, Husker Chat Live brought to you by Sandhills Global, powered by ABM. If you have equipment to sell, sell at auctiontime.com. And yesterday we talked to uh, a lot of key guys on the offense. Today on Husker Chat Live, uh, we got some more uh key play, players here on the offense as uh, we're joined by quarterback Casey Thompson, running back Gabe Irvin Jr., wide receiver Alante Brown, and then tight end Nate Borkiture all joining us. Guys, welcome here to Husker Chat Live. Thanks for having me. Glad to Thanks
2: be here. Thanks. Well, let's yes. get
1: right into it. Uh Casey, uh we'll go to you first here. Um you know, we haven't talked to you on Husker Chat Live since you first got to Nebraska. Um uh, I'm sure a lot has changed since january you've been in in town three or four months uh kind of where are you where are you at with this transition at nebraska
3: uh it's been great i mean right now we're in the middle of spring ball obviously but uh, the first few months have been great and honestly they couldn't have gone any. Uh, i would say everything so far has exceeded my expectations from uh, football standpoint from team uh, from the city of lincoln um like i said when i first got here there's is bigger and, and better than I thought it would be. And, and the team has been great. Everybody's just been kind of welcoming me in with open arms and uh, the coaches and the players. And I've kind of just gotten settled in and comfortable, you know, in this environment and being able to just thrive and flourish with my teammates
1: and uh, with the team. You, you've been a part of multiple offenses with Tom Herman, initially at Texas and Tim Beck and then uh, Steve Sarkisian. Now you're with Mark Whipple and Scott Frost. Um, you know, how has this transition been for you kind of learning really your third different system of your college football career?
3: Yeah. Um, so like you, like you mentioned, I've been in multiple offensive offices before. This is actually my uh, third different office. Uh, but it's very similar as far as passing game to uh, Coach Sarkeesian and, and Tom Herman, kind of that Irvin Meyer uh, system. Um, but the NFL the NFL pass concepts as far as drawback and play action are the same. Um, and then what I like about uh, the offense here is that Ross is very unique and diverse in his run game attack and his uh, triple option and RP. I'm very familiar with that as well uh, from my time spent in Texas and then also even going all the way back to high school. Um, I did a lot of zone re- read option work. And so uh, it's been very diverse and, interesting and I mean, I'm still learning. Uh, a lot of the system, a lot of the, a lot of the passing concepts and plays. They, they've, they I have many uh, different concepts that I could pull up in old playbooks,
1: you know, just with different names and different words. Let's move on here now to running back Gabe Urban Jr. Who, uh, Gabe, you're um, not going through spring ball at, at least full capacity. I know you're dressed out though, doing a lot of things on your own. Um, just not the live work. Kind of give us an idea of what your spring has been like and uh, how far along are you in your rehab after that injury you suffered at Oklahoma? My spring has been more mental than physical, you know, just learning the plays mentally, you know, just
0: mental reps more than physical reps. And then i just been doing my individual, <clears drill. throat> you know, trying to get the feel of the cuts and the open field cutting, you know, after practice, get like five plays drive with Casey just to get that uh, connection down, that repetition, you know, just get my back in shape. And just rolling there, you know, rehab has been great. I'm almost at the finish line with rehab. It's been a tremendous journey, um, rehabbing with Mark, just getting at it. And I feel strong, feel, you know, back up there just about to after spring, just getting into summer and then we're going to start rolling the fall camp. And that's when everything starts to get rolling.
1: Obviously, you're a competitive guy. I mean, you, you were the first true freshman ever to start a season opener at running back in Nebraska's history and then you 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 had your career kind of take a change of path how hungry are you when you watch those other backs right now that you want to kind of get out there and kind of restake your claim on kind of what you had a year ago at this time
0: man it's crazy i've like i'm so i'm so hungry that i've never been before you know i look at the game in a whole different perspective you know i look at the game as like it's it's a, it's a man's game everybody has their opportunity to be great and I'm just going to seize the opportunity come come fall, and I'm ready. I'm, I'm more ready than I've ever been before. And we're going to take this thing to a whole different level.
1: Alante Brown, uh, as we kind of look at where you're at this spring, I mean, you're, you're right there really with that number one offense. Um, where do you think you've grown the last few years? Because you've been very close you know, to, to kind of making an impact each of the last couple of seasons. Uh, what do you think about this spring? What's it been about this spring that's kind of brought you maybe over the top? I say
4: really for this year, it's just being more into the playbook, you know, just not learning my assignments, but learning other people's assignments. Like for this year, you know, we, our coach is taking perspective, you know, to think through the QB's eyes. So if we're number two in a read, you know, he's expecting us to come out this right at a certain time. So just being more technical in my routes and thinking about other people's,
1: how they think about in the process So just being more overall in the playbook. Is the flow of practice different with the new offensive coaches than maybe what you had before? I mean, what's the biggest difference you notice uh, with, with the way practice is structured on the offensive end and the flow compared to maybe before?
4: I wouldn't say, like, the flow of practice is different. It's just, you know, how we sometimes set the teams up. I would just say the scheme, how we scheme up the defense. If the defense moved this way, we always got something to counter with. So just just having somebody that with more knowledge that's an NFL guy come in to Nebraska just help us expand our mind and help us see the defense as a
1: whole. Let's bring in now tight end Nate Borkacher out of Aurora. Um, Nate, this is this has been a great opportunity for you this spring uh with several of the tight ends out. You've gotten a lot of number one reps. How much have you been able to really take advantage of those reps with the top offense?
2: Um, honestly, it's been a crazy spring. Um a lot of the, with a lot of the guys going down, I think that me and then a lot of the other guys in the tight end room have taken a large step. Um, it's been great to get experience. And um, I think experience through reps and practice develop confidence. And um, I think that's pretty important for a lot of our
1: guys. When you first walked on here from Aurora, could you ever have envisioned it going like this, where you've been able to kind of you know stake your claim and kind of get in this position um, early in your Husker career? I mean, as a
2: walk-on, um, coming into college, you know it's going to be a grind. Uh, you really got to work. But um, it's been quick, and uh, uh, but pretty excited for it. So,
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
1: Well, guys, uh, we've got a lot of questions stacked up in the queue, and that's one of the fun things about Husker Chat Live. Uh, it allows the fans to ask you guys questions um, and, and kind of get your thought, kind of feel the pulse of the fan base. Um, once again, Husker Chat Live is brought to you by Sandhills Global, powered by ABM. If you have equipment to sell, sell it at auctiontime.com. Uh, let's get into these questions. Um, first one here um, is from Ty, and it's for Casey. Uh, what do you really enjoy about Nebraska? Maybe that Texas did not have to offer.
3: It's uh, a good question. I'd say, uh, I mean, from a football perspective, point, uh, you know, Texas had everything. I would say the biggest thing that I like so far that I wouldn't say Texas didn't have the offer, but that I really enjoyed at Nebraska has been uh, the indoor facility. Uh, the Hawks championship, you know, training facility has been great. I mean, the indoor is really nice. And uh, I would say that everything is connected, uh, the, the way the campus is set up and the way that the, um, the training facility is set up to where you could go right from the locker room to the indoor to the weight room. It's all right there and it's very convenient and you don't have to walk across campus. So that's probably been the biggest difference that I've noticed so far. Um, you know, I could go almost all day without walking outside because everything is connected through, you know, tunnels, tunnels and stuff like that. And then what I really enjoy uh, the most outside of football has been uh, the training table, which is the name of the dining hall. Um, And so the food has been good. Uh, You know, we get uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, um, and the food has been um, better than I imagined. You know, I've never been uh, somewhere where, you know, you can get steak and shrimp and have just great food and, and good healthy options as well for lunch and dinner. So I've really been impressed by that so far.
1: All right, this question's for all the, the, the players that have been on the team the last couple of years. Um, you know, w- with the recent staff changes and transfers equating um, – I, I, let me re- rephrase this question. For current players, do you all see the recent changes to the staff and transfers equating to winning close games? I'm drinking the Kool-Aid and excited for the upcoming season. Uh, Gabe, I guess start with you first on this. Just with the players you've added and the coach changes that you've made, particularly on offense. Where do you think it's going to improve Nebraska the most here this year?
0: There's definitely been a tremendous change from last year's offense to this offense with the coach players. I feel like these group coaches that we have now is more of a winning, and they want to win. You know they they have all the tools and they have everything to win, and all we got to do is just put it together. And we have more players, athletic players to just get that job done that we want. But it's definitely a a nine day difference of the winning standpoint and the winning coach.
1: How about you, Elante? What what have you seen just with some of the new additions and new coaches? Um, how's it going to help this offense? Maybe win some of those close games you guys could have win a year ago.
4: Uh, I would say with the players, it's just, you know, bringing more electricity to the team, you know, bringing guys that are just as hungry that, that we are, you know, that want to win and, you know, the coaches come over and they have the attitude and, uh, the season over is in January. So we've been holding that model since they've been here. So their goal is to be in that natty and that's the same goal that we have And we just continue on with their feeling and it just
1: motivates us more. And Nate, you're the only guy that has the same position coach on offense from a year ago, Sean Becton. Uh, but from your view, you know what's the biggest differences you see?
2: Um, I think one of the main things is uh, the addition of Coach Whipple. I think that he does a really good job with his schemes. And um, I think, honestly, that will be one of the biggest parts of uh, putting us over the edge.
1: All right, let's move into uh, some other questions. And this one, um, I know most people might have a similar answer, but they want to know who is the fastest player on the offensive side of the ball. And I'm going to add to that, not named Trey Palmer.
3: But well, then like you gave him how can you say not name Trey Palmer? He's a fastest yeah,
1: he <laughs> right Casey you throw to these guys that now have you seen Isaiah run because I mean I know he can run but he hasn't really been able to run right Isaiah Garcia Castaneda.
3: No, I said, no, we've seen Isaiah uh work out, train, run. Isaiah did the first uh few weeks or the first month or so of uh, winter workouts and he did uh, he, he ran routes. Stuff like that as well. So I, I, I got the chance to, to throw it to Isaiah and Elante and Trey and uh, Omar. And I don't know. I mean, we have a lot of fast guys actually. So um, I say Isaiah will be up there. Um, everybody says that Oliver's really fast. I'd love to line all the guys up with uh, all the receivers probably. And then um, Gabe, uh, you know, Gabe looks good running. I would say Ramirez. So I, I would probably say Anthony Grant, Ramirez, Trey Palmer. Oliver Martin, Omar, uh, Alante, and Isaiah should probably just, just do a full version and, and see who
1: can who, who, win. Just yeah. named the whole team there. My gosh.
4: Yeah. We got some yeah. you can ask. About. Yeah, offense. offense. Man, I, feel, I feel
1: the same way. We should just yeah. line it up and race. Race. Yeah, because yeah, – well, Alante, what do you think? I mean, you've got a good view of this roster. I mean, who, where's the speed? Because Samari Torre was the speed guy a year ago. He's one of the top big play guys in the country. You don't have Samore. You lost Austin Allen, the leading tight end in in the conference as well. I mean, where are the big plays going to come from, you think?
4: You know, like you said, you know, everybody in our group is pretty fast. Oliver, Omar, Trey, me. We got a fast group of guys. Even our running back is pretty fast. So, you know, there's going to be electricity everywhere. So we got guys that can fit into the places and make the same plays that Samore did last year.
1: Gabe, are you running at full speed yet? I'm running at tilt speed, full tilt speed. How do you think your speed stacks up with the other running backs right now?
0: I feel like my speed is pretty, like, up there with them.
1: You know, me and Anthony, I've seen that speed for,
0: like, four years, like five years, Now I've known Anthony for a long time. And, I mean, we've always had the same speeds. Uh, a little tad, I don't know, like, we have to we have to line it up, you know. We really have to line it up if you really want to know. But we all have different speeds, and he more of it like a quick burst. You know, I'm like a closer. I can get that speed as I gradually go. But
1: so, so Anthony Grant was a senior in high school when you were a freshman. Yeah. Um, did you play on the varsity with him at that age or were you at the lower levels when you were a freshman? Back in- I
0: was I was in varsity. You know, I got in later in the game, but he was like the starter, you know, as a senior. He was a starter, you know. So I just looked up, always looked up to him and, and the abilities. I was when I was a freshman, like I remember when I was in eighth grade watching him when he was a junior in high school. Like, wow, like this dude is like legit. And just like playing with him now is like unreal. Like it's like unreal how we've been coached from from the same running back coach. Like we know the same abilities. Like how to move in and out of the hole. It's actually it's actually pretty pretty good to um, play with him right now.
1: Has he changed? I mean, has he
0: changed a lot since that age? Yeah, he has. He has. He got more mature. You know, it's um, got got a little bit bigger, and his knowledge of the game to get in and out and face the defense is pretty pretty elite.
1: All right, Nate, I'm going to throw this on you. Where's this big play is going to come from at tight end? I mean, uh, we won't get into like Thomas's situation, but I mean, what, what do you see at that tight end room um, kind of when Travis returns and, and some of the other things, Chris Hickman and you know, guys like that? I mean, what, what do you think of that room without Austin Allen right now?
2: Um, I'm pretty excited for uh, Trav to come back. Um He'll be a, a big role in, in the pass game. He's a big body, you know, big, strong hands. And then I think one of the main things is uh, the run game for Trav. He's he's an insanely good run blocker, and uh, he'll uh, get some movement there. And then um, I like the speed that we have with some of the guys. Uh, uh, Chance, Brewington, and um, Hickman uh, got some crazy speed, and I think they'll be uh, really good on the uh, the receiving side, so.
1: Reese has got a quick follow up for you, Nate. Is it Bokature or Borkature? Borkature. Because I was getting it right. By the way, your dad and I—he's corrected me on that. I was yeah, yeah. Was butchering that last name a couple of times. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Casey, how long did it take you to get Borkature's last name right? I just call him Nate. So. <laughs> you, don't even, you don't even try. Nate,
3: yeah, I'm. I'm still like I'm just not to the point where. I'm learning everyone's first. Like, I know everyone's first and last name's for sure on offense. Like, I just usually call them by the nickname or their first name. But um, I actually did not know how it was pronounced until spring ball because uh, the offensive staff and the coaches would be like, we got orchestra right here on this route at tight end. Or they just would say his name. So I just call him Natho.
1: Well, I got a a follow-up here for you, Casey. Um, Wants to know just about a quarterback. Um, You're obviously – going to as a quarterback you get a lot of direct negative comment whether it's message boards talk radio or social media like twitter after a game how do you filter through that i mean do you shut it all down or is it hard to shut it all down
3: no i think that uh, like everything else in life you have to have balance so for me i try to balance the highs and lows of my own life um, behind closed doors and then try to say uh, calm, cool, and collected, and even kill and just control what I can control, but as far as external uh, motivation or external criticism, I mean, I, I try to keep it the same way, you know, I, I hear and see things, um, and, uh, you know, if I don't directly see it or hear it, then, you know, obviously my family or friends or teammates may show show me or tell me, but I am not trying try not to get too high, and I try not to take uh, criticism, um, you know, I don't like, try, try not to let that get to my head, and I also try not to let the praises and the uh, positive, you know, uh, fan messages stuff get to my head as well. But I'm very appreciative and thankful for everyone who's uh, concerned enough, I guess, to have an opinion and, and watch Nebraska football and you know have something to say. But I definitely um, don't want to let any anything outside of uh, you know our football team and, and the quarterback room and you know kind of my own uh, mind and my own sanity, you know, get get too far ahead of me. So I try not to pay attention too much to external factors or motivators. I kind of got to stay within myself and within my team.
1: With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on Logistics Insights at maersk.com insights.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is
1: crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. All right, got some stuff here for Alante. D has a comment first. Alante is the sleeper on the team. I honestly believe he could be a key piece of the offense's success. And then a uh, follow up from another uh, wants to know is Trey as good as advertised? You've obviously played with a lot of receivers. Uh, what jumps out about Trey Palmer to you, Alante?
4: Just you know his speed and how he can maneuver around defense. You know he's good at making plays, the go balls, making deep passes for us, even the short route. So he's just you know a good electricity receiver. So he's good all around. Good hands, good speed, high Q is high. What could you ask better for that?
1: All right, Brian's got a question for Nate. Uh, with the tight end injuries, um, obviously you've got a lot of reps. What have you seen maybe from an A.J. Rollins or John Goodwin or, um, you know, some of the other guys like James Carney? I mean, have you seen any of those other guys really take advantage and step up this spring? Um, honestly,
2: I think that every single one of those guys have stepped up. And I think a lot of that can be attributed to Beck. And then, honestly, the guys that are injured, they're being great leaders and helping us. And uh, I mean, for A.J., I've seen a lot of improvement in the run game. And. Um, and Beck's got him a lot crisper on his routes. And um, Carney's been doing a lot of things a lot um, much better. And and I honestly just think we've all taken a big step.
1: All right. Um, got uh, one here. I'll go to Gabe first on. Wants to know what NFL player do you follow and uh, model your game after. And I'll follow up with that. Who's your favorite NFL team, Gabe Urban?
0: Um, that's kind of a – that's kind of a – Cliche question because I want to say the Rams. I love the Rams, but they just won the Super Bowl. Like I want to say the Rams because I just love Odell Beckham Jr. Even though I love Odell Beckham Jr., that's my dude, and I love Sony Michelle and Cam Akers, Tony Rock as well. I just love that whole offensive offensive scheme. But I modeled my game after Melvin Gordon. I feel like and Melvin Gordon have similar play play um, attributes. You know, he can run the ball downhill. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can get north and south really quickly like I can find the holes. We have the same kind of body structure. You know, me and Melvin Gordon have really similar attributes.
1: I watched Melvin Gordon run for uh, 420 yards on Nebraska once. It was it wasn't pretty. Yeah he was Tony Rocky against
0: Nebraska. It was crazy.
1: Who so are the Rams your favorite NFL team?
0: Yeah I love the Rams. I love them. not a Falcons guy. No not a Falcons guy. It kind of let me down back. It kind of let me down. <laughs>
1: All right, Casey, your NFL team and your NFL guys you like to watch.
3: I don't have an NFL team. I'm from Oklahoma City, so, I mean, there was not an NFL team. I've actually never been to an NFL game. Wow. Person, but my dad is a Dallas Cowboys fan, so it's my family, just because it's probably the closest. Um, But my favorite player by far is Tom Brady, so I enjoy watching Tom Brady, studying Tom Brady. I read his books um i read his diet workout plan. so i like tom brady uh, just because of the way he plays the game and his mentality and his work ethic um uh, and then i definitely like joe burrow i got the chance to be around joe whenever i visited ohio state i actually stayed at joe burrow uh sit in his apartment with him got a chance to be around him and kind of watch his story literally when i when i visited he was third string and now he's um you know he's a pro quarterback and you know playing in the super bowl so um, I have a lot of respect for Joe, but I like Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow, Tom Brady. Uh, I love watching Aaron Rodgers just because of the way he throws the football and um, the way he can make different throws from different platforms and arm angles. Um, and I really like watching Patrick Mahomes as well for his arm angles. But more recently, like to kind of go back to what Gabe said, I've been studying a lot of. Um, Matthew Stafford, and I think he's definitely a sleeper in the NFL. Well, now you know people are starting to see that. But I like the way Matthew Stafford plays the game as well. But my favorite player is Tom Brady for sure.
1: All right, Alante Brown, are you are you gonna are you a Bears guy, being from Chicago, or you got somebody else? And who are your NFL teams you like to, or players you like to watch?
4: Definitely the Bears. You know you can't go wrong with going with your hometown team. So for my favorite team, I'm always be a Bears fan, um, even though you know. We, we haven't been pretty good these past years, but, you know, something might happen in this draft. Uh, but for my favorite player, I would definitely say Stephon Diggs. You know, ever since he was at Maryland and he got to the league, he's always been my favorite receiver. You know, just being a great route right runner and also attacking the ball like he's a big receiver. So Stephon Diggs probably would be my best player in the league to watch. It's opening
1: baseball day. Are you Cubs or White Sox? White Sox are day. for Southside Chicago? Yeah, I, f- I figured I didn't know if you were one or the other. I mean, but uh, they play they play tomorrow, right? The White Sox. Yeah, they play
4: tomorrow.
1: All right, Nate. What do you got? Who's your uh, NFL team and uh, players you like to watch?
2: Um, I'm a Cowboys fan. I uh, always have been. Don't really know why, but uh, um, I like watching Gronk. I feel like it's kind of a cliche, but he, he's like the best. He's always been the best tight end in the league, and um, I think. Watching uh, Tom Brady and Gronk as a duo is just something I enjoy watching because they got a connection, and it's two of the the best of the best. So,
1: All right, we're taking your questions here. If you're just joining us, you're watching Husker Chat Live. As quarterback Casey Thompson, running back Gabe Irvin Jr., Elante Brown, and tight end Nate Borkutcher join us here as we're brought to you by Sandhills Global, empowered by ABM. And this is kind of an off-the-wall question about the training table, do you guys just eat whatever you want and as much as you want at the training table or do the individual dietitians, uh, kind of keep you uh, on a plan? Um, Casey, how, how what's your, uh, training table, um, regimen like.
3: So there are options. Um, I mean, they have pretty much every single fruit you can think of. I mean, fresh fruit, vegetables, meats, proteins, uh, carbs. I mean, there's, they have, they have different options there. Um, and anybody that's been there could tell you, I mean, they have breakfast options, lunch options, dinner options. You really can honestly eat pretty much any food on any given day or, you know, during the week they rotate. But I mean, yeah, they have a salad bar, fruit bar. Um, they actually have a cooking station where you can make your own food with different vegetables and, and proteins. So uh, honestly, the first month I was here, I, I was cooking my own food every day and just kind of eating like pasta and making a salad. But um, we have a great dietitian, Dave Ellis. He's been doing it for a long time. He's been around college and NFL, and he educates us and kind of gives us um, like a plan to follow or like, you know, like a list of suggestions as far as you know what a healthy plate looks like and how much protein and fruits and vegetables you should be eating. But we, we have the ability to kind of just eat whatever we want, unless you're on like a weight gain or like a weight loss plan. And I would say for the main tank, we pretty much can eat whatever as long as we're eating.
1: How about you, Gabe? Uh, with the injury, I'm sure you probably had to be pretty careful over the offseason uh, just to manage your weight and kind of keep it where you want. I mean, what what you, what what do you typically uh, get after in the training table?
0: I really just get after with everything, with, like whatever's in there, you know, just put it in the box. I'm kind of a simple guy, you know, just whatever they serve, and I just put it in there and then just try to eat, sit down to eat daily, you know, so I can manage my weight and keep my weight the way it needs to be. But since my injury, I've kind of wanted to be kind of lighter, you know, just uh, be lighter on that knee and then build build up from there. But just you, like, what, what are you weighing
1: right now, Gabe?
0: I'm like 210.
1: 210, okay. What'd you play at last year?
0: I played at like around 2, 209, 210, around there. But I want, this year, I just want to play like a solid 215. I want to like start fall campus 210 and then just like gradually build up. First game of the season, I want to be 215.
1: A lot to I'll pivot this question to you. Take the training table out of it. You got like a free day. What is like your ultimate cheat meal? Like, where are you going if you could just get whatever you want? Canes, Canes. you're going like the full, like fanatic box,
3: yeah.
4: No cold slot, as the toast, as the sauce, yep Canes, definitely regular coke, everything. No, nah, I'm getting lemonade. I don't drink pop. I don't drink pop. Yeah. that
1: lemonade, I lemonade good. Yeah. Hand squeeze that lemonade. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nate, how about you? I mean, are you a guy that, I mean, you probably want to keep putting weight on, so I'm sure you're knocking down steaks and everything all, anytime you want.
2: Oh yeah. I eat as much as I can. Uh, my favorite restaurant of all time. And I'll, it's not even close as is, is Freddy's and, uh, you can stack a lot of patties on them burgers. So uh, that and the, that and the hot dog they got there. So,
1: what's the most Freddy's patties you've stacked?
2: Uh, I got I get a, a, a four four patties. And that, that's tough to eat.
1: That's a big.
2: Yeah, you got to wash it down for sure.
1: All right, yeah, I'm a big Freddy's. So that's a good. That's a good place. All right, we got a few minutes left, guys. Um, lots of questions. I'm just trying to filter in here. Um, this one's about the spring game. And, you know, a lot of you guys haven't been a part of a, a real Nebraska spring game with, with the crowd and, and, and whatnot. We're expecting about 50,000 or so Saturday at the spring game. Um, should be a great day. Casey, this will be your first chance to really see Nebraska fans. What are you looking forward to the most about it?
3: Just to see the stadium full and, and to see the fan base uh, in person for the first time since I've been here, but um, I heard that it's, you know, spring game here sells out, so um, I want to see 90, 92,000 or whatever it is, uh, see tool. So that would be great to see, but just seeing the red and the white and just being in front of the fans is going to be great, and, uh, you know, just being able to soak it all in and enjoy the overall experience of actually uh, being in the stadium and performing, I actually haven't had a practice or a game here in Nebraska in the stadium yet so far. So that'll be fun.
1: Yeah, how about you, Gabe? Uh, you won't be um a part of the game itself, but just how excited are you just to kind of feel a fan base again after kind of a, a long off season?
0: Yeah, it's really exciting seeing the fan base, seeing all the fans all out there cheering us on. And it's also I'm also excited to seeing the new offensive scheme put into play in front of all the fans, you know, to see it differently from last year. I just love the offense and I just feel like we all fit great in the offense. So we're gonna do really great things, and it's just the start of it.
1: How about you, a Just you know to see the
4: fans again. Uh, you know, I haven't really. This is really my first time being in the spring game last year. I was had a surgery on my shoulder, so just being able to show my uh, show how the team has progressed over the spring ball and just you know put on a show for them.
1: Nate, for you, I, I bet you're just chopping at the bit just to have all your family from Aurora come down, and, yep. and you're, you're you're gonna be working probably as the number one tight end. Uh, mm-hmm. What are you looking forward to Saturday?
2: Um, We came a long way this spring, and I think just being able to showcase how far we've come as a team um, will be great. And then another thing is the weather. It's supposed
1: to be really nice, so I'm excited about that. Weather, that's another thing. It's about what it's going to be like. It won't be like this in Ireland hopefully in four months, but have you guys ever been to Ireland? I'm guessing nobody has, but has it sunk in in four months or so? You guys are going to be in Ireland uh, getting ready to (laughs) play a football game in a soccer stadium, Casey?
3: No, but I mean, I heard a Beaver Stadium is really nice, Dublin, Ireland, and I researched it. I think it holds like between 60 to 70,000. But um, I heard it's a cool, cool uh, venue over there, and uh, that's something that I actually looked up and researched before I decided to transfer here. So I thought that was cool that we play our first game in Ireland, and uh, the, you know, the game stays on, and now my family excited to go over there. And I've actually never been out of the country, so it'd be cool to go over to Ireland and play you know, in front of Dublin.
1: Yeah, Gabe, I bet you're chomping at the bit, too, just to get on the field again. I mean, has it sunk in that you're going to be in Ireland playing a football game in about four months?
0: Yeah, that's really exciting, just being in a whole entire country, playing a sport that I love. And I'm also excited just to be on the field again, you know, just from a long time off, a long journey. I'm just so excited to be on the field to play the sport and with all my
1: teammates. All right. Well, um, Alante, Nate, uh, how about you guys? Ireland, uh, Alante, um, is, is that just a game for you? Or are you looking forward to the experience?
4: You no, know, it's a business trip, but also, you know, it's also exciting. You no, know, we're going out there to the win, but you no, know, also going to Ireland is something that I never experienced. So I just want to soak it in, but it, it hasn't hit me yet. It probably won't hit me until we finally get on the plane.
1: I'll tell you, the, the adjusting of the time zone will be the hardest part, I'm sure, because you basically lose a night's worth of sleep while you're traveling in the air over there. And then you land, it's the morning. Uh, That will be, it'll be interesting how you guys adjust to that. Nate, any final thoughts on uh, getting out to Ireland for your, your first game here this season?
2: Um, I'm just excited to get out of the country. I've never done that. So that'll be, that'll be the most exciting thing for me.
1: Well, uh, Casey, Gabe, Alante, Nate, we really appreciate you guys joining us here on Husker chat live. I know Uh, A lot of people are excited to see you guys in the spring game on Saturday. Looking forward to that. Thanks again, guys, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. you. All right. Well, that wraps it up here for Husker Chat Live. Once again, brought to you by Sandhills Global, powered by ABM. If you have equipment to sell, sell it on auctiontime.com. For HuskerOnline.com, I'm Sean Callahan.